When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, as we get back into the review of where the Patriots are four games into the season, Fitzy mentioned it earlier, the draft class is looking up, and we're not just talking about Bailey Zappi, who we do need to credit for coming in surprisingly. A, a few days after Joe Judge almost indicated they really didn't want Zappi on the field, that he wasn't ready, well, he looked ready to me. He sounded ready to me after the game. He sounded ready to me when he talked talk to the Merloni Fourier and Mego peeps on WEEI. Bailey Zappi, I don't know how good his arm is. I don't know how good he is, but he's kind of like the Patriots in general right now. I don't question his balls. The guy went out there and showed balls at Lambeau Field, but he wasn't the only one. <laughs> Another guy who may have more balls than brains at this point in his career, Jack Jones, with the key pick six at the end of the uh, first half in Green Bay to give the Patriots the lead at the break. Fitzy, you and I talked about this. Unfortunately, they led in all four quarters, just not when it mattered most, either at the end of the fourth or at the end of overtime. But Jack Jones, who then also said it was disrespectful for um, Aaron Rodgers, who I guess we call him the boat, best of all time, not the goat, the greatest of all time, uh, mm -hmm. threw an out his way. And he broke on the route so well. And then Aaron Rodgers actually said, I made a bad throw, but he almost overran the ball. He had to reach back, Jack Jones did, to catch it. So my question is, coming off that performance and what we've seen from him in the preseason and the swagger that he brings, is Jack Jones a developing number one cornerback for your New England Patriots that need a developing number one cornerback? I mean, I think he's good. I like him. I think I think he has a lot more potential than I gave him credit for uh, before the season started. I think there's a chance. Like, I think it could be J.C. Jackson, right? Like, I think upside. So then the answer is yes. If he can be yes. J.C. Jackson and he was drafted, Jack Jones. So there's a little bit of a, I guess, a higher expectation, although we know J.C. Jackson had some legal issues and things, transfer issues yep. that played a well, role. Well, then I get so did Jack Jones. No, no, no. I know. But he, my point is he was drafted. So theoretically, if you yes. use the old school, like, oh, Bailey Zappi's better than Hoyer, because when he entered the league, people thought he was draft worthy, not undrafted free agent worthy. But if you say Jack Jones can be J.C. Jackson, can be a number one corner. I think that's his ceiling, right? That's what it feels like to me. Like his ceiling is he's not going to be, uh, you know, he's not going to be Darrell Reeves. He's no. probably not going to be Akib Tlaib or Stefan Gilmore in their primes. But no. I, I think he could be J.C. Jackson. I think he could be a ball hawking guy, a very similar to like your Marcus Peters kind of yep. player where it's I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to get a lot of turnovers. I'm also going to make some mistakes. I, I think you're looking at like J.C. Jackson, Trayvon Diggs or the upper echelon of that style. Um, so if he comes in right underneath them, I think I mean, I, I don't think you could be much happier about that. Fitzy. I, I I listen. I wrote about it yesterday for uh, Monday, rather I should say, for weei.com about how it's nice to see the hype and buzz of somebody that was turning heads for the right reasons in training camp in the preseason coming to fruition so early in the season, and he gets his opportunity because Jalen Mills has to sit with an injury and is a scratch Sunday in Green Bay. Jack Jones made the most of that opportunity. He has to work on something Bill Belichick, well, any football player needs to 
work on, but something Bill Belichick stresses fundamentally from his cornerbacks, something he loved about Malcolm Butler and especially the greatest tackling quarterback cornerback I ever saw, Logan Ryan. He's got to work on his tackling for sure. He is a little too over aggressive at times and is a ball hawk. But I said to you Sunday night, even on the post game show, that right now you may have a developing JC Jackson esque type player with a nose for the ball and a real swagger and attitude about him. And you're getting him at less than one thirty-sixth of the price of JC Jackson this year, which is really impressive. Now, I don't think that they drafted him thinking like we can find JC Jackson's replacement and only have to spend 2.5% of what we spent on JC Jackson, but this could be a happy accident in what could be a developing uh, when what is developing to potentially be a very good draft class for the Patriots. I love everything I've seen out of this kid. And Andy, guess what? He'll be able to play the outside. So maybe you can send John Jones or somebody else back to the inside where they belong. The Patriots need a ball hawk on the outside. He ran that route for Lazard. That was all recognition. There's, he's done that a bunch of times already this season. Why would you send John Jones back inside? He's the number one cornerback in the National Football League. There's Ooh, nobody better cornerback the, than John Jones. This is where we lose our PFF sponsorship. Actually, I, you know what? I, I want no part the, of a PFF sponsorship. I know if I have to don't. lie and pretend that they are great, I do not want any part of you. Cameron Snick? Fleming Listen, is the best right it. tackle in football. Come on, the, get the no, hell out of here. Best right tackle in football history. Thank you. Terrible. Uh, actually, Awful. believe it or not, John Jones has dropped to tenth best overall cornerback. Yep. Guess who the number one? Guess who the number one rated according to Pro Football Focus? You can just deal with this for a second. As of right now, after four weeks of the NFL season, the top rated rookie defender and the top rated outside corner in football, Jack Jones. Deal with it. Wait, Jack that's four Jones four weeks. Jack Jones. Oh look it up. Numbers, stats. I'll never Oof. look it up because I don't care. It's they are the most meaningless thing on the planet. Like the pamphlets that the guy on the street in Vegas hands out about like God or strippers or everything in between are more meaningless. Well, I'm no yeah, more AJ Terrell's the best corner in football, oh and you can't convince me otherwise. God, I would um, say anyway, I, would though, say I like Jack top, Jones's top five. Uh, Patrick Sertain the second is quickly entering the chat as well. I like Jack Jones's aggressiveness. I told you from day one of either OTAs or minicamp, like he flashed. And I loved that he flashed as a draft pick, not as we've been doing this for years with the undrafted guys. And you have to figure out like, oh, is he trying harder than anybody? Are they going to give him a chance? Because he's undrafted now to see a draft pick flash the way Jack Jones did and has. And I love his swagger. I love his cockiness. He's a cornerback. He's not anything else. And I think as a corner, you got to be able to put your big old balls on the table and go against some of the best athletes on the planet. So the way he acts I actually love it reminds me of a little bit of Ellis Hobbs when I remember in his preseason his first preseason he jumped and out like Jack Jones except he missed and the guy went like 80 yards for a touchdown and post game he was asked would you do anything different and he goes nope just catch the ball next time and that's what I need I don't need the guy that's like yeah maybe I won't be aggressive maybe I won't oh it's Aaron Rodgers I'm not gonna break on and out because he doesn't throw pick sixes he couldn't possibly throw a pick six to me he did I like what Jack Jones is doing. And I think, Fitzy, you, you noted it. They absolutely need it. Their secondary and their cornerback position is a debacle, a sneaky debacle right now. Everybody's fixating on the run defense because you gave up a bunch of yards to, to the Ravens and then to the Packers, which, oh, by the way, kind of coincides with Lawrence Guy not playing. As soon as he mm -hmm. hurt his shoulder and went out, your I, run defense fell that, apart. We said that last um, week on the post-game show, and we said it on the pod last week, Andy. They gave up almost six yards of carry to the Packers Sunday. I actually think they... 
wanted the Packers to run. I think that was part of the game plan. And, and I know Patriots fans, I've mocked them at times for using that theory over the years. But I think part of this game was we want them to run. We don't want them hitting the big plays. Now, the problem is you were actually allowing the receivers to get behind you. And only Aaron Rodgers missing them saved your ass from getting blown out. On Romeo Dobbs was kicking Jonathan Jones's ass. And, and it's like. good. The kid's good. The kid's he's He's finding his way. And John Jones is fast. So but, whatever moves Dobbs has or whatever sneak speed, we heard about it last week. Watson is supposed to be the fastest one in Green Bay as well, but Dobbs has some moves. But they need a developing young corner, and if Jack Jones can can be that, I'm not saying is that because he's young, he's a rookie, but the fact that Shime, who's as negative as anybody on the planet about Patriots players, just mentioned him in the same name, in the same sentence as Diggs, I'll take a guy that gives me seven interceptions and six touchdowns allowed or whatever like I think they need that playmaking I don't I, I just they need some of that injected into the back end um Cole Strange we gotta we got if we're gonna go with our theme here of rookies an impressive rookie draft class I don't care where he was drafted so we're not going to get into that right now but the fact that we're raving about the run game we're raving about the left side where he and Trent Brown and company do their damage you got to give Cole Strange credit for, and and I know I mocked him a little bit like he was given the job, but now he's taken the job and he's run with it. Yeah, and they're literally running with it. Like he, yep. he is running, leading the charge in the running game. And and I think that's good. I, I I He is an excellent run blocker. I think that's well established at this point. Like that left side, if you're going to run at that left side, boy, you're going to have a lot of success this season. You but you need to continue to do that, and you want you want Cole to continue to be that way, uh, and so that just needs to he needs to he needs to stay at that level uh, in order for this run game to to continue to have that kind of success. And they need to stay healthy because yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Although actually, always now they kind of can be less healthy because I do believe one of you mentioned it earlier that Marcus Cannon is ready to take over the right tackle job. Yep. Well, that right. drops Isaiah Win your former first round pick. We don't need to get into that. Your former first round pick making over $10 million, but it drops them into your, not just swing tackle role, your swing, wherever you need an offensive lineman. If somebody gets dinged up kind of role, it actually gives you some versatile depth because some people still think he's a guard. So, you know, you could plug him in there. You can put him at left tackle, right tackle. So they they're adding to their depth there, but we also need to talk about Marcus Jones. You know, what's fun. When we when I was it Wes Welker that said in the post game interview years ago, sometimes it's fun to stick it to Bill Belichick. Well, as media members, sometimes it's fun to stick it to Bill Belichick. Hey, Bill, we told you all along, put Marcus Jones at punt returner. Don't overthink the damn thing. Well, Marcus Jones is returning punts. Marcus Jones is returning kick kicks. He's an impact player. He's actually weirdly due to early season statistics, leading the NFL in kick return average right now at 26 a pop. But. Why did it take so long? Can somebody explain to me why it took so long for Marcus Jones to take over both roles? The reason why it took so long is because Bill Belichick has that whole don't stick the rookies into the fire unless you absolutely have to mentality, which he did when he took Cole Strange, but he's a first rounder. Uh, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, you got a couple of fourth rounders. So he took the slow, slow. So you put Miles Bryant, who hadn't returned. Miles Bryant, I stinks. Good job. Yes, Good job. I know. Bill. And Miles hey, Bill. Bryant. Yeah. Nope. You didn't put a rookie out there to fail. You put a veteran out there to fail. You put a veteran in a bad position and we saw him make bad decisions, muffing kicks like they're lucky that those didn't cost them necessarily. But let's just look at Marcus Jones. What if he had made plays like maybe you steal a game because he returns a punt for like I now put him in Ramondre Stevenson land of I want Marcus Jones with the ball more because it looks like Marcus Jones when he has the ball 
scares the other team. And for should. a guy who loves field position battles so much, you'd think he'd want the good returner out there. I don't get like, it. I don't either. It just, you watch the kid and you're, you immediately can see it. It there's no, it's very black and white. And again, I have been more negative about the Patriots than anybody, you know, and I am telling you, this kid is electric. This kid can, this kid can run with the football in his hands. I don't understand why he hasn't been returning kicks and punts all effing year. And listening to Cam Accord today talk about um, some of the struggles of Jake Bailey, who, yes, is dead last in the NFL in both gross and net punting. He, um, in trying to explain it away, he goes, yeah, those are the numbers, but you have to look at the situation, who's back there, what you're thinking in the time in the game, whether you don't want a guy to return. And I think Marcus Jones is going to create those thoughts in the opposition. Like, do we want to kick to him? Are we? What are we doing here? Like, And I think the more you do that, it puts stress on your punter and your punt coverage unit and those things to like, maybe you're overthinking it, but you're so afraid of Marcus Jones that you do things that could hurt you. Maybe not to the same degree, but it's the same way the giants always thought of Deshaun Jackson. It's like, I would rather just punt it out of bounds and not deal with Deshaun Jackson than give him an opportunity with the football. So I, I think his, his tangible benefits will be obvious. Like, Oh, he runs with the ball, but I think there will be some intangible benefits as how other teams look at him. Uh, we have uh, some breaking uh, Patriots news. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, it won't be Tom, breaking when they hear it, but it's breaking while we record it. No, we might as well give it out. Uh, Tom Pellicero, mere seconds ago, the Patriots are expected to sign Garrett Gilbert to the practice squad uh, as a quarterback. Ah, so there you go. Old Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert, who they had much experience with and I think carried for a week or two last year perhaps on the 2021 season or was it 2020 he's he's played with the team before he's been a taxi squad as I like to call it in my old man parlance uh player with the Patriots before so there is your backup quarterback Sunday this tells me old private first class Bailey Zappi will be getting his first official start in the NFL for the Patriots and Garrett Gilbert will be elevated to your number two quarterback Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at Gillette. Bailey Zappi in the throwback Reds. How do you feel about that, kids? Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel it. good about it because it's the best option right now. I don't feel good about it because, like, he's the They're best. They're going to sell some of those. Zap. Zap. Um, yeah, I had no – there was no question in my mind that in the world we're living in with the – to a situation in Miami and the new newfound focus on protocols and concussions. There was no chance I you were getting Brian Hoyer back. And I knew there was no chance you were getting Mac Jones back. I'm sure they'll put him out on the practice field a little bit earlier this week for their dog and pony show. But this is the Bailey Zappy experience. And as Fitzy would say, I'm here for it. Why not? It's bread, better than the Brian Hoyer experience. And, you know, we, we he may get exposed. Is there a chance he throws multiple picks? Absolutely. He floats a ball and a safety comes across because we all know he doesn't have the strongest arm on the planet and he's a bit of a gunslinger. So sometimes that's a bad mix when your arm isn't great and your mind is thinking your arm is great and you can make plays. But wouldn't you much rather watch Bailey Zappi than anybody else other than Mac right now? Well, like I, like I said earlier, when I said, let's pump the brakes on the Bailey Zappi love fest, it wasn't because I thought that the kid doesn't have it or couldn't turn into something. It may not be a diamond in the rough, but just rewatching the majority of the green Bay Pats game, you know, that, that dime that he threw to, if you want to call it a dime, the touchdown pass to Devonte Parker, you know, floated it a little bit, probably could have hit him in stride. The one to Aguilar, that was a big first down that sets up the touchdown 
Harris gets to put him up 24-17. If he hits Aguilar in stride on that, Aguilar scores on that play because Aguilar got himself so open so quickly. And like I said, he, you know, he missed Ramondre in the flat on a play. Like, he he just hadn't been in there. None, none of this is his fault, guys. The, he's just... He's a he's a division two quarterback who just like gripped it and ripped it and threw 62 touchdown passes last year for Western Kentucky against far inferior talent. Now he's elevating to the NFL. He's under center more. And that game plan wasn't for him. They had a few plays maybe up their sleeve for him. Matt Patricia as play caller uh, and Joe Judge as as QB gurisperer, if you will, whatever you want to call him, like their value is going to be on full display, calling a game and keeping this kid under center and under reins on Sunday. And I love it. You want to know why? Because I love the RPOs and the play action. I love it. He's Bailey Zappi does do one thing really, really, really well. His play action move is nice because it looks just like his deep handoffs. And then he hides the ball nicely, buys that extra second. If the more familiar he gets, Shime, the better he's going to be get it. Maybe throwing a dart down the middle, open to Kendrick Bourne or finding someone in the flat. I also think I think in that Green Bay game he was much more reserved than you'll see him going forward. Like I, I think when you saw Belichick on the sideline kneeling down next to him, he said, All right, here's the deal. You hit the open guy, otherwise you hang on to the football. Don't throw it to the other team and we have a shot in this game. And that no, and he picked up the tablet. It literally he, they handed him a tablet. He looked at it and it just said, Oh. Don't fuck this up. Okay. And that's, yeah. but that's exactly why on that throw to Aguilar, he kind of floats a little, he puts a little too much touch on it and floats a little bit, but I think yep. it's because he wanted to make sure it was a completed pass. Like he didn't want to, he would, he didn't want to take any risks. He, he was trying to be risk averse more or less, but for a kid who, as we, as we've noted, just slung it at Western Kentucky against a really bad Lions defense. I think next week, Fitzy, you may need to uh, like, like really pump up this, pump the brakes mentality because there is a chance that this offense looks uh wildly good uh on next Sunday because of how bad the Lions defense is. So like there is a chance good. every everybody might start to lose their minds. Even in a loss, you might start to lose your minds a little bit because you just saw what Geno Smith did to this Lions defense and with with the with his team in Seattle who's not that good. Uh, j- just wait to see what Bailey Zappi and these running backs do on Sunday. Uh, if I if I can just pull up real quick, uh, no, I am not comparing Bailey Zappi to Tom Brady for the love of God. However, good, so I think uh, good. Okay, but in in Tom Brady's first start and also his first start for the Patriots at uh, well, it was the old Schaefer Sullivan Foxborough dump. Uh, they beat the Colts forty four to thirteen. And they actually let Brady throw the ball. Antoine Smith had a monster game, and so did the defense that day against Peyton Manning. But um, they let Brady sling the ball a hell of a lot more. Obviously, he had a, a year longer of familiarity in the system, and Brady is a completely different animal. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Shime, if they let him sling the ball a little bit more. But they do have, like, if the worst rush defense was and may still be the Green Bay Packers, according to DVOA, another you know acronym that Andy refuses to subscribe to, I totally understand. But like, I think the Lions are like 30th, so like they suck out loud too against the I, run. I, and I, it's not even necessarily that the Patriots want to unleash him. It's this Lions offense, again, the offense is really good. They're scoring over 30 points a game. And then luckily the defense is allowing 35 points a game. So 
I think you are going to be playing in an arms race with with Alliance team, so you're almost going to have be forced to let him uncork it a little bit. Just let me know where Jeff Okuda and Aiden Hutchinson are are on every play, Andy, and after that, I'm good. We're the Six Rings Podcast, and we only need six letters over two words to describe Chris Scheim's excitement and what he is projecting for Sunday, and that is Mac who? question mark oh daddy we'll see if that comes to fruition and as always six rings and football things will be here to lead up to it and then recap it when it comes to fruition join the six rings community now download the odyssey app to get six rings each and every podcast or go to your favorite podcast subscription and make sure you rate us review us and love us